Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, congratulations on a great Rush gig. Thanks, dude. Dude, that was fun. Glad you could make it. Enjoyed it. You should see Mike. I mean, he's playing the keyboards, the bass, singing, and the knee cymbals, which I thought was weird. <laughs> knee but, cymbals? Yeah. Not generally part of the Rush, you know, yeah, canon, but, but you know. I really did add it adds a little, like a little bit of a... A little bit of a sexiness to it that I gotta say, just seeing you work those knees, dude. I mean, like that's that's some pretty impressive stuff. I Thanks, gotta dude. say, the ladies were swooning, <laughs> both of them swooning. Yeah, your, your wife and mine. <laughs> or maybe that was the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, Glockenspiel. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. nice, dude. Nice. Well, uh, Stanley Cup Finals uh, entering Game Five. The series is tied to two. Um, Meh. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I know, me either. Let's talk about <laughs> speculation. It's been some Sharks news. You know, we have a, a new member of the assistant coaching staff. Uh, we have some uh, rumors over Sharks roster moves coming up, including an apparent deadline that's been given to Eric Carlson. So, dude, where do you want to start? Dude, actually, I think I want to start with the assistant coach because okay. the fact that uh, we saw, uh, b- to many observers, Kevin Kerr's being one, us being others, the defensive uh, abilities or defensive um, <laughs> performance of Brent Burns seemed to tail off a little bit. And some people related it directly to the departure of Bob Bugner, who became the head coach of Florida. Bob Bugner let go as head coach of Florida, and now Bob Bugner back on the Sharks, dude. This, you know, usually assistant coach moves don't make a lot of waves, but actually, I think this might be really significant. Well, yeah, there's a lot of evidence that says it is, um, especially in the overall game of Brent Burns. There was something not right. I mean, with the shuffling of the assistant coaches last year, their responsibilities sort of. Uh, scrambled mid-season seemed odd. bizarre. That's very odd. Um, and now you know Rob Zettler, clearly the fall guy for yeah. what happened because he's the one who's no longer part of the staff. And I'm sure that when the opportunity presented itself, that uh, Pete DeBoer and Doug Wilson wanted to engage Bob Bugner immediately to see if he's interested in in. You know, I mean, Bugner is still going to get paid by Florida or he could keep working, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly he uh, he wanted to keep working and join this staff. And no, I, dude, I, I don't think you can undersell this. Like, I think it is a big deal. Yeah, this is one of the bigger assistant coaching things that have that's happened. You, you, the, the whole shuffling thing, like you mentioned, that was a very strange circumstance. You don't hear about that. Maybe it does happen more often than we know because they just don't publicize it. But it... It certainly, this move seems to me to be evidence of the fact that the coaching staff was not particularly happy with Brent Burns' defensive performance this year, and or 
maybe Brent Burns was just not happy with the coaching he was getting from Rob Zettler. This is something you tend to see in the NBA where it seems like yeah. the stars get their family and friends hired. Um, you know, like LeBron, like I think everybody he knows is now an employee of the Lakers. But in terms of Brent Burns, there is something to be said for keeping your stars happy. Brent Burns, the Norris Trophy winner, he signed for eight years. Yeah, you want to keep him coming to the rink in a good mood. And if he says, I want Bougainer, the Sharks would probably would be well served to entertain that idea. Well, the evidence is in the play, right? I mean, the Sharks defensive zone play was at times miserable yeah. this year and the goaltending suffered significantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there's any coincidence, right, that you know the Sharks had outstanding years from their goaltenders and their defensive core when Bob Bugner was the defensive coach. Yep. So um, it's definitely worth a shot to see if he can clean up whatever the errors are here because it really was a major issue, you know, for long stretches of the season. You know, the odd man rushes, the poor defensive zone play, the poor start to the season of Vlasic, in addition to, you know, some of the challenges that some of the other guys had. I was, And the regression of Joachim Ryan, which, yeah. you know, I don't think can be... Um, not discussed here. I mean, he went from what looked like to be a lock top six guy to maybe non-tendered yeah. this offseason. Right. Very possibly non-tendered, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, with the Sharks having some key defensive players, you know, Middleton looks like he might have the opportunity to have a role in this team. Ryan Merkley is looming in the next two to three years. If you can have Bob Bugner be part of the staff that's working with these guys, I think that's what you want. Right. It's 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 a big deal. It's, yeah, it's it is. a big deal. Um, certainly the other rumors that are swirling around the NHL world involve one Eric Carlson and at least according to Elliot Friedman, I think I haven't seen other reports, but certainly according to Elliot Friedman, Carlson is still taking a long, hard look at staying with the Sharks and not going to free agency, which at least to me is a really good sign for those that want to see Eric Carlson stay a Shark. I've been reading, you know, comment threads and message boards and the Twitter and all this kind of stuff. And it, there seems to be sort of mixed, uh, mixed ideas about whether it's a good idea to sign Carlson dude what what is all what do you make of all this well I think the key here is that and and it's exactly what Pete DeBoer said in his final press conference and I think you know Kevin Kurz wrote about that today is that that stretch where the Sharks had their full roster they were the best team in the NHL yeah and if they had had that full healthy roster they might be the ones playing right now Mm -hmm. might Mm -hmm. right might hard to make a case that it's not possible right yeah yeah and they may have actually gotten the one seed in the pacific so um why wouldn't you want to put that team back together yeah you know the challenge is can you do that like can you do that cap wise i don't know that you can i've been playing around with it but it appears based on the reports that are and uh, elliot friedman i think has emerged as the most trusted you know, insider out there, you know, he uh, said this week on his podcast that the Sharks have given Eric Carlson a deadline essentially of sometime before the end of this week. Now, I don't know if that means Friday or Sunday or whatever right? to decide whether or not 
he's going to stay or if he's going to go to free agency. Because if he's not going to stay, then the Sharks have to move on, right? Mm -hmm. And the Sharks apparently, according to Elliot Friedman, felt very confident about their chances. He didn't elaborate why. Right. He didn't elaborate how. But he said that the growing sense around San Jose's camp is that they have a way better chance of getting this done than people are giving them credit for. And we've seen the evidence, right, based on a lot of other players that have come here that have stayed. Now, the flip side of this is that there are other reports out there, especially from Ottawa reporters, saying that Eric Carlson's wife is not happy here Ah. and that she would much prefer to be closer to where she is from, which I guess is Ottawa. Okay. So going back to Ottawa is ridiculous and that will not happen. (laughs) But going to an East Coast team like Montreal and the Rangers so that he can appease his wife could be a possibility here, Right, right? Right. Now, if he makes that move, then you know what the priorities are and it's clearly not winning. Right. Right? Right. Well, also, I mean, we can we can put it that way, or we can say, you know, it's a quality of life issue, dude. Sure. Would you, if someone offered you to be Lyle Lyle Crocodile? <laughs> wow, <laughs> digging deep here in Montgomery, Alabama, for the next eight years. Yeah. Would you take it? I mean, well, dude. I, I mean, mean, if uh, let's assuming maybe your wife would say, "I really don't want to do this." That sure. has to factor into the equation. Sure. Well, it depends on who's producing the show. Dude, That's true. Right? That's if true. I'm doing Lyle Lyle Crocodile eight times a week at the worst community theater in uh in alabama yeah right which is essentially the canadians right right <laughs> right that if that's where i have to perform then who's the unhappy one then it's me right 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 we're gonna be paid the same amount of money mm-hmm. you know wouldn't you know the prospect of and i mean <laughs> and there's a big difference between montgomery alabama and San Jose, California, yeah, right? You yeah, know, yeah. so we don't know what's true. We don't know if any of this is accurate, but is it plausible? Yeah, I guess it's plausible, right? This is the first time that they haven't been in Ottawa and coming to California. Could that be a little bit of a a culture shock? Sure. I imagine right? so. Yeah, sure. Is this where the rumors of what I thought was a dead issue of mm-hmm. Gustav Nyquist staying with the Sharks. Yeah, yeah. Nyquist and Carlson are friends. Is this where this is all coming from? That all of a sudden, you know, this tandem, right, which we've, you know, heard is part of the reason why he wants to go to New York for Lundquist. Right. Part of the reason why he might want to go to Tampa for Hedman. Right. Part of the reason why he may want to stay yeah. is if the Sharks figure out how to keep Gustav Nyquist, which I was shocked actually when I looked. I was like, well, they're saying Gustav Nyquist $5.5 million for five years. I was like, come on. He had 71 points this year. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, oh. he's the third highest scoring unrestricted free agent forward. Wow. Behind two names that are Matt Deshane yeah. and Panarin. Right. Nyquist is third. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're like, oh, oh. well, maybe, <laughs> you know what? He is going to get that. Someone's going to give that to him. Sure. Right? Sure. Anyways, dude. So, I guess getting back to Carlson, the 
the challenge here is that, and and then there's a great Kevin Curls article that came out today that everybody should take a look at where he essentially outlines what he thinks are the two paths here. And it seems very challenging for the Sharks to do Carlson and Pavelski. Right. Very challenging. Yeah. Without not without walking away from some of their young restricted f- talent, which I think there is slim to no chance that that happens because they're all going to be due these bridge contracts that we remember. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me- Meyer. Yep. Uh, LeBanc. Um, are due these bridge contracts and and fortunately or unfortunately they both had two pretty damn good years yeah, right yeah so they got to get paid you're not going to give up on a 30 goal score in timo absolutely Meyer. not yeah right and you're not going to trade him so that you can sign a 35 year old yeah player right? right so it was unthinkable to me when the sharks were bounced out of the playoffs that pavelski might not be with this team but certainly I think one of the comments that I think Pavelski had in the press this week, which was sort of a ho hum comment, I I guess we're in talks or so, you know something along those lines. Not like, yep, we're in active negotiations and something's probably going to get done. It was sort of more, much more lukewarm than I would have expected. And I guess I got to come to terms with the idea that Joe Pavelski may very well not be a part of the Sharks in the fall, or he's going to have to take a shave right you know on his salary which may be what they're all gonna have to do Mm -hmm. and we've seen sharks players do this very frequently right you know where instead of going to market and making an extra half million or million dollars and maybe even getting another year they've stayed and you know played under this sort of team first financial model but it is, I think, evident that Eric Carlson is at the top of the Sharks' Costco list and that they're going to base whatever they do next off of what his decision is. So I think if he says, I don't know, at the end of the week, that they're going to say, no, thank you. Yeah. And they're going to have to move on because otherwise they could risk having nothing in their cart. If yeah. they wait on Carlson and Carlson goes to market and he's waiting on Tampa to clear cap space and they do or they don't, which apparently is a fear here for him, according to Elliot Freeman, that, you know, he's concerned. Like, mm-hmm. what if you go to market and Tampa is your preferred destination all along? Right. And they're unable to unload the necessary cap space. And then San Jose has moved on and Tampa can't do it. And then you have to go to Vancouver. Right. Right? Well, Vancouver's not the worst place to go at the moment. They have some good young players. Okay. But... Yeah. It's not okay, the Sharks sure. and it's not Tampa. No. If 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 you want to win... Right. Which, you know, he's had a little taster's choice of getting close, right? Yeah, he got yeah. close with Ottawa a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Close with the Sharks this year. I think they all know that if they had been healthy, they could have... They they could have been doing it mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't they all want to come back together if they can and do it again? You know, right, right. like there's, it's hard as a team for them to not think that way. But, you know, are you going to, which I won't fault any of them for taking care of themselves. Yeah. You got one shot at this, right? That's right. He's never been an unrestricted free agent before. He's one of the best defensemen in the entire league. 
I could see why you want this to be okay. This is going to be the contract that's going to, you know, help me make sure I'm set for life, right? I could see why these guys would want to do that, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick step back here and actually talk about the wisdom of signing Carlson. Period. Because if there's one thing that this season showed to me and to other Sharks fans, although Eric Carlson is 28 and still probably has a lot of very good hockey left. The question is, is this a, an eight-year contract has to be on the table, right? That's the one advantage the Sharks have over every other team in the NHL. They can offer him an eight-year deal. All the other teams can only offer him seven years. The question is, so that has to be part of the, the contract situation that they're offering. Is it a good idea to offer a guy like this eight years with the injury history that he has? We saw again this year, significant parts of the season, the postseason were arrested by the fact that he had a very serious injury and then re re-injured it during the season and during the postseason. He's had ankle situations. He's not a big guy. He's going to get a lot of contact. He's going to get a lot of attention. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, but I'm somewhat persuaded by the argument that maybe it's not in the Sharks' best interest to tie up $65 million or $80 million or whatever it is for eight years of this guy. When we have some young players, we could get some other free agents. What's your reaction to that? I think if we talked about it more, you could convince me that that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, my initial reaction is that I feel like the Sharks are all in. Like They traded a lot of assets, including draft picks, to acquire this player and then to walk away from him after he was only able to give us a, you know, a, a handful of mm-hmm. what he's capable of giving us um, seems wasteful to me in terms of assets. But I think you can't fault Doug Wilson for doing it because you saw the idea was correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was correct. It bore the out. The player's health didn't hold up. But if it had, then they could very well have won the cup this year. So um, I guess I would want to see them follow the plan which was correct they Mm -hmm. were right and you know dude there's going to be another side to this coin we know it is he going to be worth that contract in five or six years no probably not Right, right right but if we win a cup next year we won't care <laughs> won't care and That's we're true. seeing this with the san francisco giants right now the giants won three were if if you had said to me i know you don't care about baseball dude, no I don't. but if you had said to me um you know the devil approaches me right mm-hmm. and says you know which is the devil is randy carlisle by the way of course the devil approaches me and says uh dude you can have three world series titles in 10 years but it will cost you some very miserable miserable years afterwards and mm-hmm. lots of terrible baseball. I would say, give me the three World Series. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah. Like I can handle the miserable baseball afterwards because of the glory they achieved. Yes. And I don't think anyone would argue with that. Yeah. But, dude, I see the other side of this argument very clearly especially since the sharks have several long-term contracts yeah, right now absolutely Vlasic and burns right 
and it you know Couture just signed. It's there's a lot of money tied up, and it used to be not so very long ago that we were all patting ourselves and the Sharks on the back for saying, "Haha, the Sharks don't have a lot of money tied up long term." When all these teams would give Mike Richards 27 years sure. and all this kind of stuff, we go, "Haha, the Sharks never fall into that trap." Well. Uh, shoes on the other foot now. Sharks have several players signed for big money and long time and long term. You know, maybe the Sharks just keep going, just keep digging the hole and put Carlson on the list too. Yeah, I I think that is the that is the option A. Mm-hmm. Is that's you have created this path, and if it, if if they didn't play well when they were at full strength, yeah. then I would say this is a. This didn't work. It's a walk away, right? right? Right. It didn't work. You gambled. You lost. It worked. It, we were te- it worked we were in, with it, in yeah. a huge way, and you've got to go. I think you're committed to, and clearly, I think this is. They believe they are too. If they are trying to press him for an answer, now what is what is their offer to him? I don't know. Like you know, uh, are they offering him the you know? eight years 11 million dollars like basically that's the drew dowdy like gold mm-hmm. standard right yeah. Yeah, yeah or they approaching it in a bit of a sharksy way and saying you know instead of 11 if you take 10 right or nine or nine and a half then we can keep pavelski and right. we can keep timo meyer and we can keep lebank and we can keep gustav nyquist if you go to nine right 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 like if you want if you take nine, we'll sign Nyquist tomorrow. Right. Right? Right. Because there's going to be some players that won't be back. There's going to be, you know, and I think the most, um, I think I've said it before, Justin Braun is the one that I think is the most obvious. Not that I think he's expendable. I think they will feel his absence. But I think he is the one that is likely to go. And um, you could get, probably a pretty decent asset for him you know from a team that is a good team that needs a defenseman you know and then he's under a reasonable cap hit for one season you know Mm -hmm. um they're not going to be able to keep him and brendan Dillon, so they'll have to choose you keep brendan Dillon, right right so i mean so you have to choose between the two they're both going to be up after next season yeah so you've got to get an asset for one of them and you do it now so um the Sharks may do that anyways, no matter what happens with Eric Carlson, because they I don't know where they think Ryan Merkley is mm-hmm. in terms of how when he's going to be arriving, right? I think your initial statement of two to three years is correct. This is not a guy that you want to rush into the NHL. Sure. Well, that's coming, right? Yeah. It'll be here before you know it. And then the other part of this is, what do you do when you have Ryan Merkley, Eric Carlson, and Brent Burns? You you were like collect the rings. I don't know. I right. I mean, it seems like I mean a quarterback for every pairing, right? <laughs> yeah. Or is that a balanced enough lineup? Yeah. That makes any sense at all. Like, I mean, is it or is it just so um, outrageously slick and talented you just can't even stop them? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. And, you know, defensemen are very difficult to predict. Ryan Merkley's a little bit undersized. There's, you know, certainly the discussions about his temperament and his off-ice behavior, um, his commitment, all those kinds of things. I'm sure if Ryan Merkley turns into a decent player, the Sharks will be able to trade him, <laughs> right? That's that's the worst case. 
uh, if they do sign Carlson and Burns, is they'll be able to trade him. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of questions. This this Carlson thing really sort of threw me th- for a loop because that tweet, I'm like, okay, he's gone. You know, the Sharks have to sign right. Pavelski now. Yeah, and now it really seems like everything is up in the air at this point. Like sure. Pavelski may be gone, and and Carlson stays. That would be like a weird, bizarro world. But I guess it's possible. Yeah, I I mean, it, it's the first domino. Clearly, is Eric Carlson. It's the first domino. Um, and I think it should be the first domino. Um, you know, dude. Uh, what else you got in that list of yours? Yeah, I was gonna. Other say, questions? Yeah. Um, I had some sort of really important. You had comment. a really pithy comment. I huh? did. Yeah. I had a really important comment. Yeah, oh, well. I mean, it, it. We'll see if it comes back to my brain. But uh, <laughs> you know, Pavelski is probably the second. The second domino here. And then if Carlson signs, you know, is, is it going to be Pavelski has to take a reduced offer mm-hmm. or um, they just don't even, they can't come to any kind of agreement. And that's going to be really weird. That would be right? super strange. Super strange. And we haven't talked about Joe Thornton, which I think is maybe one of the last things that they'll do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, you know, either Jumbo is going to have to play for the minimum essentially, mm-hmm. right? If he wants to come back, and I don't know that that's going to be a problem, right? I mean, you'd think that that would not be an issue here. So it's Carlson first, and we'll we'll know we're we're, we're going to know soon about whether or not this is happening or not. We'll certainly know far before the free agent free agency begins, right? As far as Jumbo goes, it's certainly been reported several times it's gonna be the sharks or nothing so he either retires or he plays with the sharks i personally like i said last time i personally think he's gonna play again but i like your idea that he may not join the team until after the beginning of the season uh you may join you know mid-season or something like that yeah and we've seen you know several players do that over the years and i think that that's very possible you know uh, another player that apparently is looking for a new home is patrick marlowe oh, yeah uh, patrick marlowe's family has moved back to california really and apparently he wants to come back to california now too uh-huh. that he wants to be um he wants out um i'm sure based on his stats last year toronto wouldn't mind him being out did not have a very good year i think he was in the 30s in terms of points if yeah. i remember right not great um for a guy making five five and a half million you know he that that's not a a productive player who now is you know 39 mm-hmm. so um apparently the sharks have no interest nor should they do do you agree with that i agree with that i mean it's it's a nostalgia hire if they bring him back um you certainly can't bring him back for the amount that he's making no that makes no sense but even let's say the the maple leaf said give us a seventh we'll pick up Half the deal. Half the deal. You get Marlowe at two point nine or whatever, two point seven. I still wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take him either. I, I think that um it also further just complicates the roster balance. Yeah. You don't need another player like Patrick Marlowe. If the Sharks are gonna add a forward, I would rate way rather them add someone with some truculence. <laughs> Which we've seen be very effective yeah. in the playoffs here, which, you know, I don't know if we'll get into that sort of discussion right now, but, you know, adding Patrick Marlowe is on the wrong side of his career um, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, which I, I find it amusing that the team that's apparently the most interested is the LA Kings, which I mean, come <laughs> on, man, good, you know? Um, so like- I, I wish him no ill will. I just, it's too bad that. 
that didn't work out. And, you know, I think we all could could have said we saw this coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I feel the same way. I have no bad feelings towards Patrick Marlowe. I, you know, I don't think that he was a traitor for taking that. No. You know, he wanted three years. There's nothing wrong with that. You take $21 million when someone offers you $21 million to take it or, or 18 or whatever it was. But you're right. Uh, we don't need a 39-year-old player that's not performing according to salary. <laughs> that's that's the last thing the Sharks need right now. And it feels weird to say that the Sharks sh- shouldn't take back what, maybe the second most important player in the franchise history. Sure. But that's just where we are. Well, dude, I have a, another question for you that I think we don't know the answer to this, but it, it will be telling, you know, uh, when free agency opens, what the Sharks think about the future of Aaron Dell and the importance of goalie tandems, which has been talked a lot about mm-hmm. in the last several weeks about how teams were incredibly successful this year with goalie tandems, um, keeping their number one guy fresh. So when then they got to the playoffs, um, you know, I don't know if St. Louis was a true goalie tandem because Biddington sort of came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, Colorado with Grubauer and Varlamov, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas with um, with Bishop and uh, the other guy, yeah, Cadoban, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and others, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Carolina's mm-hmm. situation. Um, that are the Sharks content to just ride Jones into the ground again and not trust Dell who's way overpaid or did Dell just have a terrible year and he's going to bounce back and they're hoping or do they need to get rid of Dell and you know you you would eat his cap because no one's going to take him right unless he was involved in some unless he's involved in in like a Justin Braun trade yeah, right yeah. Well, we're going to play this back watch this all right Dell's involved in, in a Justin Braun trade mm-hmm. because the Sharks are willing to take less in return if you take Aaron Dell's contract. Right. And then the Sharks have to go out and bring in a better second goalie so that this year, during the year, it's a 1-1-A that they have guys playing 50-30 and that if something happens to Jones, they're not toast. Yeah. I think if you're a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations, as this team clearly does, and you're last in the NHL in terms of regular season or even strength save percentage, you, you got to do something different. You can't just say like, yeah, Dell and Jones, right. we're, we're all right. Right. You just can't. You can't do that. Goaltending is too important in hockey to just say, yeah, we can make up for that, um, especially when your roster is stocked with offensive defensemen. So... Uh, I think the Sharks have to do something. Um, it's cl- maybe the you know the the biggest question after this whole Carlson Pavelski sweepstakes situation is you got to figure out something to do with goalies. The Sharks are all in on Martin Jones. Martin Jones is the goalie for now and the future. But certainly we've talked about and others have talked about the year with James Reimer and how you have to have the hook available because. Otherwise, there's no there's no downside. There's no disincentive to playing badly. And if Jones is plays badly and he still gets put out there because the backup goalie sucks and they can't trust him, then it's just not a, a good situation. So they have to find somebody else. It doesn't mean they have to go find some big name goaltender because certainly, you know, this season with the exception of Tuka Rask, you see all these goalies that basically no one had ever heard of before doing pretty well. Right. So it's not like the Sharks need to go and, and break the bank and find a guy. And the solution maybe, 
you use the Barracuda goaltender who you think is, has a better chance, right? But you have to have somebody that is going to put some pressure on that roster spot, uh, put that pressure on that starting slot every night. Otherwise, we can expect more of the same next year. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'd like to think that they both happen to have bad years at the same time. and They're both going to bounce back and be fine. But is that really something you want to bet the future of the franchise on? Because that's really what you're doing at this point, especially if you think the Sharks are going to win a cup or going to contend for one. Yeah, I mean, and maybe the Justin Braun trade is for a backup goalie. You know, that maybe that's the swap, you know? Right. You got to think the Sharks are looking at that as a priority this offseason is finding a better backup goalie, whether it's a free agent like, and, you know, this name always makes me laugh because I feel like he's played for every team in the NHL except for us, Curtis McElhaney. Curtis McElhaney. I can't, isn't he 100 years old at this point? It seems like he's played for everybody. But he has continue to be yeah, an solid. incredibly solid backup goalie who is capable of getting hot and playing well. He's the Tommy Sallow of the <laughs> 2010s. So, you know, what direction will they go? You know, Ryan Miller is another name that's out there, uh, you know, but his numbers better, right? you know, better. So, you know, what, what will they do? I do not know, but I do not think they can go into the season with Aaron Dell as the backup goalie. I don't think he will be back. I think he'll be somewhere else either playing in the AHL because they sent him down and no one claimed him and they're paying for him. But I think more likely dude is that he will be attached to some trade Mm -hmm. and someone with cap space will take him in return for some other asset. You know, we see that kind of deal happen where, you know, you're basically saying, please take, you know, the dead carcass of this player Mm -hmm. for cap space. Right. David Clarkson, please take the old bones. <laughs> right, right. And in return, you know, and we'll give you a pick or a player. And in return, you give us almost nothing. Right. right. I was specifically thinking of Ryan Miller when I said in a goalie, that, <laughs> <laughs> an expensive goalie that. Well, see, I don't think he would be expensive at this point, but um, dude. Yeah. I mean, and if that's not relative to a Jordan well, Bennington type guy that no one's ever heard of, sure, he will well, be expensive. Well, so, I mean, you know, then you got to go out and find that guy. Then go right? out and find you him. You know, go find him. Yeah. You know, who do you think that is? You know, I mean, if the maybe the Sharks will go that route, maybe they'll go several different, you know, uh, routes here. You know, there's some after Bobrovsky, you've got Leonard, mm-hmm. and then then what? What? Yeah. You know, so um, you've got backups. So. Um, you know, you got to figure there are teams that are going to be out there that are aggressively looking for goaltending. And after that, you know, are the Sharks in a financial position to commit to a backup in the market? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. But we'll find out how much of a priority it is. We'll find out soon. Dude, well, still lots to think about before yeah. free agency begins the 1st of July. And it seems like maybe in the next week or so, we'll have a definitive answer on whether Eric Carlson stays. I hope so. I hope we'll know. Um, I think that if we don't hear anything in the next four to five days, that's not good news. Right. Um, I think that means that maybe privately he has said no and that the Sharks are now working on, um, you know, trading his rights to if there is a interested Western Conference team. Remember, they can't trade him to the East. Mm -hmm. I think unless the stipulation, I mean, and it's possible maybe that's run out now that the season's season's over. over. I don't know. Yeah. But I believe if they traded him to an Eastern Conference team that that was going to cost them 
another pick of another pick, which, you know, they're not going to do, they're not going to do that. So, um, but also you don't want to be handing him over to Vegas or somewhere else. Right. Um, unless he said, I'm, I'm going here. So you can either get the pick or not. Right. Right. Which I think is doubtful. I think that he's either going to start with the sharks or he's going to, See what happens. Yeah, he's going to go to the sweepstakes. I don't think he's going to sign with another team before July 1st. Yeah, I agree, dude. Well, dude, we'll be back once we have the answer. Yeah, yeah. Once we have the answer to the Eric Carlson question, we'll we'll be back and we'll talk about that. And the Stanley Cup final will probably be over and maybe we'll even talk about actual hockey being played. Outstanding, dude. All right, go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.